1: Well, joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight this week is Melody Felton. Melody is the head bowling coach at Grandview University. So this podcast we taped actually on Thursday before the teams headed off to the Hoosier Classic. So you're going to hear that mentioned in the podcast as something that's coming up. But actually, the, the gals are all there competing uh, right now. So best of luck to everyone, the gals and guys, that is. But want to, again, thank Melody for joining us right now on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight.
2: Well, thank you for asking me.
1: All right, well, let's uh, let's begin with things. How have things been going at Grandview University? You guys i have looked at some of your tournaments. You guys had some really top finishes. Um, but just talk about your tournaments and how you think, you know, 2016. And I know you just had something, you know, within the last couple of weeks even. But talk about how things have been going even in early 2017.
2: Things are going great. Uh, the team has really started to develop. Um, we're getting ready for the Hoosier uh, this weekend. We leave tomorrow morning. But uh, the men are ranked uh, 25th in the nation right now after week 17 and the women 12. And uh, so they're holding pretty steady. So I'm looking for good things to happen at the Hoosier this weekend.
0: And, and you're up against some pretty stiff competition. I mean, that's a, that's a big tournament, right?
2: Yes, it is. It's the biggest uh, tier one that there is. I believe it's over 70 uh, men's and women's teams um, in each division. So. It's a big one, but the uh, bowlers they just love to go to it.
0: Did you do anything different to prepare for for this tournament, rather as you would compare to to maybe uh, maybe a little bit smaller tournament?
2: No, not really. We keep everything pretty much the same. Um, we we do a lot of spare shooting and working together as a team on Baker Games, working on fundamentals. So we keep things pretty. Uh, pretty solid just so they kind of a routine that they're in. And we may add a few things here and there.
1: So if I remember correctly, Steve, we had Nick Hoagland on, who he designs the, the pattern for that tournament. Is that correct, Melody and Steve?
2: Yes. Yes, he does. He, I believe so.
1: Okay. So, do, do you guys do anything in particular aside from spare shooting? I know we've had folks on in the past, and it's obviously it's one of the things you always hear don't give away the pocket, leave yourself, you know, makeables that you can make. Mm-hmm. But is there anything you guys do right. knowing what Nick tries to do and, you know, from past, you know, tournaments that you bowl that he's created the pattern and what, what you guys may be expecting as far as that goes?
2: What we try to do is simulate different sports shots. We always practice on a sports shot. Uh, we try to throw some short, medium, long shots, uh, change the volume of oil, just to kind of change it up, so that we're hopefully prepared for about anything.
0: Well, I know that. I mean, preparation it definitely is the key for for some mm-hmm. of these things. And you know, Nick, um, as far as and in, in, yeah, we absolutely have had him on the podcast in the past, and and um, really one of the most knowledgeable people there there is in our industry about uh, designing patterns and what you can. Foresee and expect uh, based off of the amount of play and the types of bowlers and the types of conditions. And and I know myself personally. I've watched a lot of live streaming of these collegiate events, and I know especially late in the day. I mean, you can end up having to play some pretty uh, extreme angles. You no, know? I mean in terms of you know having to really open up, especially on the guy side.
2: Absolutely, on the men's side, um, they they'll be in front of the ball return, lofting the ball the ladies seem to seem to have it a little bit i wouldn't say they have it easier but their angles are a little different they don't have to go quite to that extreme
0: and i know it's been said that they're a little bit smarter in how they play the lanes (laughs) i know bowling (laughs) collegially myself they always you know you'd be down the end of the game and and maybe the ladies are playing you know between third and fourth error or so and you know and the guys started there so what are they going to do then they're going to you know like i said end up sliding in the uh you know, he, heaving the ball over the gutter cap. So maybe it's just, maybe there's something with their IQ levels being a guy, I don't know. <laughs> there,
2: there might be.
1: So Melody, along those same lines of practice, I noticed um, that one of the things that uh, International Art of Bowling with DeAndrez Beatty, you know, one of the things that she's very passionate about and what she works a lot with is she talked about, uh, she had a, a quote that she had posted where it said, practice like you've never won, compete like you've never lost. How are you able to mm-hmm. kind of convey that to your team because that you know that makes you think a little bit about things but how does how does you convey that to some you know 19 21 22 year old uh, students
2: well we always tell them that if you practice lazy you're going to bowl lazy and that you have to you just can't go through the motions at practice and if you do that's what's going to happen in a tournament you're just going to go through the motions and that when you come into practice you need to come practice with a purpose and with some determination and passion, and if you practice that when you show up for competition, your purpose is there, your passion and your determination is there. And if you don't practice it, it won't be.
0: The, the, that's, some good, that's some good advice. I like that. What, what else? What other kind of advice do you have for for uh, maybe some of the younger players who are? trying to figure out what the right university or right school is um, for them as they're, as they're looking towards uh, their collegiate careers.
2: I think the first thing they have to look at is the academics. And is that going to fit them? Do they have the major they want? The size of classrooms, uh, the professors, uh, the reputation of the school, So I think the first thing they have to do is look at it that way, academically. The next is what kind of level of competition do they want to bowl in? Do they want to attend a school that's highly ranked and rated? Or maybe something that's maybe where they're going to get a new program where they might get some more playing time. Uh, Meet the coaches, meet the team, attend a practice, get a feel for it. The other thing is uh, the location. Is the location somewhere where they want to be? Are they going to be clear out in the middle of nowhere or far from home? Are they going to be comfortable with that? Are you close to things that you like to do? Uh, Is the campus easy to navigate? Do you like the campus? Uh, Campus activities? So I think that athletics are important, but I think you have to find a program where you're going to feel the most comfortable and it feels like home.
1: Yeah. So how would you measure success at Grandview University amongst, you know, your team and the coaches? And uh, do you guys have that? I mean, obviously you guys probably have that same mindset as coaching uh, staff and you work together on that, but how would you determine success?
2: Well, I think that Grandview as a whole, I think that the way they measure success is first providing the tools that will lead to a successful life after they graduate from Grandview
1: yeah, I mean because they have to i mean the uh, your players have to watch and are, are watching what's going on bowling now with the you know PBA events and stuff and have to realize that I mean uh, put words in their mouth, but just as if I were in their shoes, it's like okay, there's bowling, but I really need to focus on my my academics as well because there's only a a very limited number of of bowling events and bowling tournaments, and and with the PBA Tour, how it is, you know, it it can sometimes be a struggle, and you need that education that is something that's there to use in addition to your bowling skill as as well.
2: Right, and I think Grandview and all the other schools that have athletics and bowling for us, that they're providing them with something that they have a passion for, something that they can compete highly, com- be highly competitive at but in the same time they're actually preparing themselves academically to go out into the world and get that job and be successful in life and bowling is something that they're still going to be able to do whether they try to pursue it on the pro tour or they want to be in a league or bowl tournaments but it's very important that they realize that they're just a very small few can make it out there on the tour.
0: Now, we're here uh, in, in Brigham City Storm headquarters. Tim's, Tim's not here in Utah, but since I'm in Utah, I have, to, I have to ask you this. You know, you're getting ready for the tournament, the Hoosier Classic here. W- what kind of equipment has been... Working for your team, are there specific ones that you're, you know, making sure that you're bringing with you for every tournament, or ones that your your teams or your players are are kind of migrating to? What 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 kind of arsenal has been working for you lately? What kind of specific balls and and, and maybe any kind of layouts or other kind of you know surface uh, advice as well and stuff to share?
2: It just kind of depends. Uh, of course, we throw Rotogrip That's our main sponsor, and they throw Storm. Their favorites right now. Depending on the bowler, it can vary. Uh, they like to carry, they like their No Rules Solid, uh, No Rules Pearl. They, the Reckham is real popular with a lot of them. Uh, let's see, the Code Black. Uh, phase phase mm. 2 is being thrown. Uh, let's see, what else? Their, their Snap Lock, I have a couple boys throwing the Snap Lock. They like that Daredevil and a favorite is the high wire.
1: Yeah, I know one of my
0: first pers- options and choices there, a lot of variety. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Sorry.
2: No, that's okay. I was going to
1: say I know I can knowing Nick's patterns, it seems like there's at least going to be a little bit of volume. So I think that phase 2 is going to come in handy this weekend over at the at the Hoosier Classic, mm-hmm. but um that's always one of my favorites too to to throw and and talk about how our Storm and Rotor grip just how they've been how they, how they help your team. I mean, I know aside, you know, provide the equipment, but it's more than just the equipment that they send you guys. So talk about how they're able to help you in many other ways that, that people don't always see, and, and it's more than just, you know, the, the, you know the, the name on the shirt or even the equipment you're rolling down the lane.
2: Well, we're lucky to have Brett Cooper, who stops in from time to time and adds his expertise when we're practicing, uh, talks to the bowlers about equipment, layouts, things like that. If uh, we need something, uh, Leanne's good about uh, we did a ball raffle, helping us with our fundraiser. So just not with the equipment, but I think anything we need for information, they're always there for us.
0: I, I know the information, but I, going back to my college day, there was a couple times we had, like, say, a, a David Ozio or a Fred Borden, some, you know, Hall of Fame bowlers and Hall of Fame coaches that would come and teach us and, with the information and, and strategy and advice, uh, just like being a coach yourself. I mean, that's that's um, just phenomenally important and valuable, um, you know, for younger players as they're, you know, building and, and, and progressing their careers on the lanes, that's for sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. And we would love to get some more help, just someone coming in. We talked about it. Uh, maybe getting Leanne to come visit. We have a couple of her youth bowlers from California that bowl with us. They're always saying, we need to have Leanne come and, and do a seminar for us. So we're kind of looking towards the future to see if we can't arrange something. I know all the bowlers would just enjoy that.
1: Well, and I know one of the things, too, that it seems like when you go and you look at any collegiate Facebook page, From a team, whether it's your team or whether it's any team out there, you see all this, uh, how important team bonding and team building is. I mean, you guys are going to travel from Des Moines to, you know, Indianapolis, you know, for this tournament. And that's a lot of time in a very small quarter with a group of uh, gals and, and young men in there and such. And how are you guys able to build camaraderie with the team and how does that transfer out? To when when you're bowling, and how comfortable are the, the guys and gals to help each other out, and, and ultimately provide that teamwork that you need to make a team succeed.
2: Well, they pretty much they practice together. Uh, this will be our tenth tournament of the season. We don't have any freshmen, so they all know each other. Uh, they so they're very they're very um, they're very um, oh. They're pretty they're pretty good friends, I would say. They've, uh, you know, there's some times when it's, they get a little annoying or on each other's nerves, but uh, they seem to, uh, sometimes when we, they'll play games on the bus, they watch movies, they just listen to music, they start singing. Uh, it it gets quite, it gets to be quite a ride sometimes with them. But um, I think that um, just taking the time Getting to know each other, and they've developed a lot of uh, trust and uh, with each other, and they they just kind of uh, I'm not quite sure it it's sort of a sort of a big family I guess you'd call them is what they've become. And
0: that seems to be kind of a general theme amongst, you know, the the successful teams and not just bowling, but, uh, you know, all different types of sports. You know, you have to have Mm
2: -hmm. some kind
0: of mutual respect and understanding and Mm -hmm. and camaraderie in order to, you know, excel as a team, no?
2: They seem to have each other's back no matter what. The boys make bracket finals. The girls cheer for the boys. Girls make bracket finals. The boys cheer for the girls. They both make it at the same time. They're thinking of each other, but, uh, are it's a real group, a real group, a real great group of kids we have this year and we're losing six senior men and Mm. we're looking for, you know, more recruits to come in. And we really are excited about this next season because we are getting the recruits in after losing the six men. Lost a couple senior ladies and uh, we'll be filling those spots up too. But, uh, you know, they, they seem to embrace the new bowlers real well. Uh, it's a great team environment. They're they're very welcoming. Uh, they're very easy to get along with as a team. Mm-hmm. So, it's just been very fortunate to have a great group of uh, bowlers over the last, well, this is our seventh season. So, mm-hmm. we've seems like we just had a great group come through, you know, each year and it's going to be very sad this year losing all these seniors though.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure it will be but uh but like you'd mentioned you're pretty excited too as well about uh you know, you're going to get some uh, uh s- s- some new players coming in and and uh, that's one of the things as far as college bowling goes is there's uh, there's definitely a little bit of that that cycle through in that career and in a short number of years you get uh you get quite an amazing experience you know being a former collegiate player myself but uh but thanks for joining us so much uh melody we really appreciate your time and definitely want to wish you the best there in the hoosier classic big tournament coming up and uh and would love to touch base with you maybe later and maybe we'll you know give you a shout this fall and and kind of see how the transition goes and how the uh how the new team's coming along uh, maybe maybe later this year
2: Well, that'd be great, and thanks for having me.